Hello and welcome to TBR Spotlight from the Big Review Ski, your companion podcast to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. Today we're obsessing over episode four of the show, The Whole World is Watching. My name is Owen and I know a crazy when I see one. Look, it's Rory Cashin. I, thank you. It, I suppose it does take crazy to recognize crazy, so I appreciate that. It certainly does. Um, Roy, the whole world is watching. So were you. Mm. So was I. Yep. Nice and early this morning. It's day of release of the brand new episode of the show. Can you sum up your feelings? I don't know, maybe in a, in a noise or, or how are you feeling after watching that episode? You can use words if you want, but I prefer noise. Oh, okay. Um, let me think. Right. Okay. I got it. Ready? Okay, go. Uh-oh. Oh, that's good. It kind of combines words and a noise. Okay, okay. Um, now, we're going to get into our detailed breakdown of the show in just a second, but I did want to start with a question, if that's okay. I, I, yeah. If you mm-hmm. had the chance, mm-hmm. would you take the yeah. super... So, okay, okay. Okay, <laughs> if you just want to just wait until I finish no. the question. You're giving me if if you, the free? It is free, I'll yeah. You find, Whatever you it find is, it, I'll take it. <laughs> but you don't know what, what drug it. I'm offering you. Okay, okay. Do you want to go halfers on it? No, no. Okay, they like okay. they they deal those doses out in those doses specifically for a reason. So I want all of that. <laughs> you want, whatever it I is, want the full dose. Whatever it is, I'm offering you. You want it yeah. all. Um, I was going to say, do you want to take the super soldier serum? Um, and I know in the episode that Sam goes the opposite way and says no. And Zemo was impressed because he had no hesitation. I have to say, I'm even more impressed by your complete lack of <laughs> hesitation and more so of a, a, an interruption, I suppose. So anyway, I'll, I'll see if I can get my hands on some super soldiers here for you. Why do you think he said no? Well, I think that there still, I mean, there's a lot of character stuff for Sam in this episode where they're kind of emphasizing the point of like Sam is an all round good guy, good Mm. person. Um, He, for him, everything is a little bit more clear cut in terms of what it is to do the right thing. And I think in his association, I think there's an element of one, he doesn't feel he can live up to the expectation that Steve Rogers was, that he feels he's not as good a person. And so he doesn't want to take it for that particular reason. And then also I just feel that he doesn't feel fully comfortable. He feels like he's the Falcon. I'm the Falcon. I have my suit. I have my wings. I have my skills. I have me, my personality. And that's who he is as an all-rounded individual. And he doesn't see himself as as Needing mixing change. with the super. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Why, what, what do you, why do you think his, as Zemo says, completely no hesitation from me straight in there? He's like, nope, wouldn't take it. Yeah, I get, yeah, I think he does associate it with, with Steve. It's like that's Steve's thing. He, like he, even though he himself has to keep pointing out, it's like, and also Bucky, because you know, <laughs> uh, and now obviously at the tail end of this episode, a few more people have uh, have partaken. But yeah, I do, I do think he's just like, no man, drugs, drugs are bad. I don't need drugs. So, there's, uh, also, there's also that say no to drugs, yeah, which is uh, a clear message from Sam as well. Um, yeah, it felt this was a this felt like a funny oil episode to me. It partially felt like, uh, is there a lot of stuff going on here? And then the more I've kind of, I mean, we've only watched it like just in the last little yeah, while. The more it's just settling. kind of sat. Yeah, it's still settling, but it's also like, oh no, wait, there were a couple of massive holy shit moments in that episode. But let's go back to the opening first of mm. all, um, because Brilliant before opening. we see. 
yeah, before we see anything, we hear the drums of Wakanda and a flashback to six years ago um, when obviously uh, Bucky was becoming the White Wolf and, and starting to leave the Winter Soldier behind him. What, what, <laughs> I know he had his old hair. But what, what did you think? Well, I mean, you've already said it was brilliant, but, but what did you think of that opening? Oh, my God. Like, so Sebastian Stan, just off the back of that scene, will have to be nominated for something because you can see he is playing the whole thing out in his face this absolute fear of like oh no it's gonna happen i'm gonna be triggered and then it goes from like tears of fear to like tears of pure joy when he realizes he's actually fine and he's he's made it through like some kind of assassin rehab um (laughs) and it was just um yeah he played it so perfectly especially considering every other scene he's pretty much stoic and it's like micro expressions you have to pick up on to see how he feels about something um and in this it's like acting and it it really felt deserved uh and it 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 played out really really well and it's interesting as well that he mentions um i I, it's he's in that scene with io and he's like i have to thank you and shuri but doesn't say anyone else's name to thank for assassin rehab so that's interesting <laughs> so you think wakanda is basically offering this service to assassins now um you know they they want to leave their their bad days behind them leave their red ledges behind them it's like come join us at assassin rehab we'll have you cleared up in no time at all yeah it's like the betty ford clinic but for people who kill people for money <laughs> yeah exactly i mean there needs to be a market for that out there um i thought it was lovely as you said sebastian stan is just super in that scene but it's a lovely wee bit of again character development about showing us the connection between bucky and io Mm. and just kind of reaffirming that that even though we as an audience weren't necessarily uh fully aware of it is that no no these two have been working closely together in order to for want of a better word like fix bucky again um and then it's obviously it's her she's kind of given him their permission of like no you are free and then it's like okay Okay, pause, and then she says it again. You're like, "Oh God, why am I crying?" Twenty seconds into the new episode, it's because Bucky's crying because he doesn't. That's true. It's the it's the rule of like someone who never emotes, and then when they do emote, you also have that exact same emotion. You're like, "He's sad, and now I'm sad too." Um, and I, I like you're gonna have to rein me in a bit because I'm gonna be jumping all over the place for this one. But, no, do do like, please. That that tied in so brilliantly later on when they have that hotel room scrap, and Io essentially takes his arm off so this, and that, and this that was look the, of betrayal yeah. <laughs> on his face he's like uh oh man i i think i think that's gonna set up something like because he, he thought he had all elements of control back and he doesn't he doesn't have control over his own body even so i'm sure that will set up something later on he's like you just you just took my arm and let it fall on the floor <laughs> and i didn't even know you could do that well, this, yeah, as you said, like one Sam asks him, he says, did, did you know they could do that? And he's just like, no. So that's come as a complete shock to him and to us watching as well. And the way she does it, it's kind of like that Kill Bill volume two, do you know, mm. where she does that special hand move. And she's just had this in reserve that she knows this code or this technique to just completely disconnect his arm. Um, so that for me, that was the first because that that's towards the end of the episode. For me, that was the first holy shit moment of the episode. I was just like, she's, she, she's taking Bucky's arm off. Off. <laughs> I know his arm's on the ground. I'm delighted that like it's obviously able to reconnect so easily. He can let her, it's like a magnet or whatever. He just it I like holds the, it up. Um, the kind of the reloading movement. Yes. It reminded me of yeah. Henry Cavill in uh, Mission Impossible <gasps> Follow. Yes. And he's like, 
<laughs> like re- reloads his own arm. I was like, that's cool. I like that. But that was that was phenomenal and a brilliant move. Um, like for her to have like kind of in, in her <laughs> in her in her back catalogue of unbelievable moves because obviously the the Dora Milaje take a much more prominent role in this. Like because you were talking last week, you were like, okay, what is Io's role here? Is she has she gone rogue? Is she working here in an official capacity? But I think it's safe to say, obviously, with her her kind of uh, her backup woman of Wakanda, um, they like they're obviously on official business here to catch Simo. Yeah, they yeah. It's just I'm curious, like to what end? You know, like he he was already he. I guess it it does seem a little bit short sighted because because we we have I, I like I hold. Io and all those warriors like up with such esteem. I'm like they are the pinnacle, brilliant elite warriors. Everything, everything's great about them. They kick everyone's ass. It's fantastic. Uh, and then it's like, no, I don't want you to help solve this problem that could potentially be world threatening. I, I want to arrest him and bring him back to Wakanda jail. I'm like, just, just take a step back and just maybe just. I know you're mad about someone who was killed years ago, but seriously, just let's just take a breath and just try and understand the situation at large. I like how you've already emotionally moved on um, from like the, the the bombing at the end. You're like, you know, guys, it's over. It's fine. That was years ago. It's fine. Just leave Zemo out of it. Um, there was lovely we uh, we detail in Io and Bucky's relation where she just sticks her hand out and he hands back the wee beads. And I thought that that is a very what kind of they're like recycling, reusing. Nothing is going to waste. So it's just like a a wee detail uh, like that. Now, as you mentioned. These women are the elite warriors of Wakanda, and that's something that obviously plays on the mind of John Walker as well, who, after last week's episode, taking a step back, is so way more prominent in this one straight away. But one of the things that he can't let go, that he can't shake, is the fact that these this team of warriors kicked his ass completely, and, and they were in total control of that fight. But he was like, they're not even super soldiers and I'm, yeah. and I'm getting beat by them. So what did you make of that? Because that was the same hotel uh, room or, or or Zemo's flat in that scrap, basically, in that same fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, that ties into like a, a bigger overall question, which Ooh. is that, is John Walker a big fat racist? <laughs> yes, is the answer I'm possibly going for because you said... Uh, after we initially saw that he and Lamar, uh, <laughs> moment silence for for poor Lamar, obviously, yeah. um, that 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 was the moment silence. I realized oh. whenever we had a moment silence for Red Wing before, uh, I talked right through it, so I thought I might as well do a real one there. That's disrespectful but, uh, to Red Wing. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but uh, because you had said initially, it's like. No, they seem to be establishing him as not being a racist. But do you feel there were there were more kind of racist undertones in this in this episode? So, yeah, like it does feel like they're they're setting him up to be one of these. Uh, I can't be racist. My best friend's black. Kind of people. Um, like there's there's a scene earlier on where he kind of bumps into them on on the street in in Riga. And completely completely inconspicuous scene where all the heroes like recognizable avengers captain america and they're like they're having a planning meeting in the middle of the street in the middle of like, the street okay fine it's grand go for and it. and falcon's uh telling his plan of what he wants to do he wants to go in and have his like solo conversation with carly and 
John Walker turns to Bucky and he's, he says, are you going to let him do this? Like he should be controlling the wingman. Cause it's, there's always been like these like little peppers of uh, not seeing anyone else as, as his equal. Um, so he turns to, to Bucky almost as if like you should get him under control. Yeah. And then, it happens again when he gets into the scrap with with uh, with the Wakanda warriors, where he just looks at them and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's fine." And he's like, "Listen, right, I'm Captain America. Shut up." And it's it's another like tap on the shoulder, real passive aggressive move. And I was like, "They're gonna kick your butt." That's what you get for being a secret racist. Well, that was it. It was the the most patronizing move of all when he just went to tap the warrior on the shoulder and then say oh no 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 you don't you don't do that um a couple of things about john walker in this um sharon refers to him sharon obviously taking a backseat compared to her role um uh in last week's episode this week she's more just like oh i'm just here to look at the satellite footage basically sharon has to be the power broker now hold on a second pump the brakes because we'll come back to john walker but like <laughs> so one of one of one of your uh the other big theories last week was that sharon is potentially the power broker mm. just because of the way um of where she lives how she handles herself um obviously risen to power there but you see i was thinking i was thinking that you oh no is this another marvel red herring because i was going in the opposite direction because obviously last week and this week they're referring to the power broker as a he uh but you're you're still no 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 you're you're doubling down on this theory that sharon is potentially the power broker she suddenly got access to like huge satellites in space satellites she's just suddenly got that uh she was like walking through what she's an art dealer roy she's an art dealer maybe yeah (laughs) maybe somebody needs some art from space yeah exactly she walks through like a a, what looks like a a a, a, some kind of like armed guards boundary in the middle of madripoor and everyone's like armed with guns but she just like zips through no nobody like bats an eyelid at her so i'm thinking now is that like power broker is is like no one person it's okay. it's 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 she she'll reveal maybe in the next episode she's like oh yeah we just there has to be some kind of nebulous ruler in madripoor in order to instill fear and keep everything under control and right now that's that's me um uh yeah i'd say she got into that position just because she was working with so many criminals and now she's just like, there's a big scary man that nobody's met, and he is going to kill you all if you misbehave. And in this episode as well, she's like, Power Broker's so mad. Oh, it reminded me of like when your mom like catches you doing something bad. And she's like, your dad is going. Your dad's furious. Your dad doesn't know He's anything about it. <laughs> that is the ultimate definition of power brokering from from the mammies. But I had a thought about now. I know, like, listen, as we said before, the wild theories are, are your thing. But mm. I, I did think. I wonder is she still potentially working for Nick Fury? And there's an element of control where they have somebody placed up high, like the, the somebody mm. being Sharon in Madripoor. And then, as we were talking about the link last week of the Princess Bar, uh, potentially linking to the X Men world and Wolverine, I'm just wondering is there is there an opportunity for a crossover there as well? If she is, I mean, because as we said as well, she seems to be ultimately a good person, and Sam feels 
like he even says to her on the phone, he's like, I, I, you're trustworthy. I can trust you. You know, he feels that connection. Like, no, she is still a good person for me. Yeah. Uh, even though she, she has, um, you know, hustled her way, uh, into the upper echelons of Madripoor. And I, mean, I don't know. It was just something I was thinking, would she, would she potentially still be playing both sides? Yeah. No, like I think, yeah, I don't think she's, she's gone bad. I think she is maybe a necessary evil, you know, like, a. You know the way firefighters start fires in order to stop bigger fires from happening, like in the forest. Oh, <laughs> I was I was about to say you can't say that, Rory. You can't just you can't just say that about firefighters. Our lawyers will have to be in touch. But this is but like I'm not familiar with firefighting techniques. So is this the thing they actually do? Yeah, they start like small fires, like controlled fires, in order to stop wider damage. And I think that's the that like is like her mentality. It's like if 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 I'm a if I've control through fear and this person who doesn't exist of the crime in Madripoor, then that will be better than letting some rando who's actually completely crazy uh, take over. Yeah. The one other thing that occurred to me whenever they were talking about the power broker and obviously the power broker was texting Carly during the episode as well. I love that he just, he just texts people. This all powerful being. And it's like, yeah, yeah, here, like, have you got any signal? Cause I'm just sending you something on WhatsApp basically. But it was like, what did they save the power broker on their phone as? Is he just like in under like power broker essentially like in the, in the address book. But, um, yeah, that like that all takes us back to obviously Sharon is drafted in to keep an eye on Caps or as she says, New Cap, uh, his new location, mm. uh, and she's tracking him uh, before this big fight towards the end. But going back to John Walker because he initially feels to me in this episode like a bit of a bumbling. It, he just felt quite like you're just a dope, are you? And then it's like, oh no, but you're so you're so dangerous as well, and you're completely messed up in your head. But what you were saying about the the racist undertones as well, because Carly, it's only for a fleeting moment. I had to actually rewind it a couple of times to to catch it. She calls him a Nazi whenever he arrives and they're having the fight, and just before she goes to hit him, she just shouts the word Nazi. Um, so obviously, again in her head, uh, like that's the association. Uh, with him and then interestingly Zemo compared the Avengers to the Nazis as well so it's like again you get all these really grey areas and blurred lines between who is doing the right thing and who's doing the wrong thing but I think it's probably safe to say that New Cap did the wrong thing at the very end of the episode which was the second holy <laughs> shit moment for me but what did you think about this this final scene? Oh, we're jumping right into it. Jeez, almighty. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like, I've been biting my tongue, but like, no, we might as well just get it because it's the lingering image Well, I'm gonna, uh, as that final shot. I'm going to tease it out just a, just a skosh because we <laughs> okay. we had, I had in one of my wild swings uh, previously assumed, and it turns out maybe now incorrectly, that John Walker had already been dosed with oh, yes. the serum. Um. And I was watching this episode, and I was like, when he when he found the one that Zemo hadn't successfully uh, smashed, yes, uh, and he was looking at it, and I was like, what's what's happening here? Is he thinking? Because initially I was like, is he thinking of giving it to Lamar? Lamar, yeah. So he'd be like, oh, we're we're both super power buddies now, um, and <laughs> super best friends. And then it was, it was, it was only when, like, I guess the final ish yeah the final action scene where he boots some lad to a, a double door and then bends the the bar it's like oh he's only got the powers now and then 
Falcon is like, what have you done? What have you done? Um, so either he double dosed, which I don't think he did. I don't think he's had it before. I think he's had it now. Um, and it does call back to Stanley Tucci's line in the first Avenger, where he's like, the serum, if you're good, you'll become great. But if you're bad, you become worse. And John Walker was bad. He was he was not good. Um, and that's what leads to that final scene where oh yeah, there's there's a lot like there there are going to be, including for me, some mental long read breakdowns of those like five or ten seconds at at, at the final scene. It is oh boy, like there's I've 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 one long take that I will I will get to, but I am I'll let I'll let you kind of vent for us because you can see you're literally biting your tongue off. Wait, if we'd stop no, talking. No, I mean no, 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 no. There's 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 so many amazing things, and this is what I felt about the episode. the The opening was brilliant. the mm. The emotional connection of the opening. Then I just kind of felt okay. It's kind of sitting down a bit here, and then it just ramped up. Do you know why? Completely. Why? Why? Because the flag smashers are boring. I said this last week. <laughs> Anytime the episode focused on them, I don't care. It got good again when um, the Warriors came in for their scene in the hotel room, I guess. And then it dipped again when we got back to the Flag Smashers. They're just not interesting. So yeah, I'll, I'll be happy. I, like I suppose they are a catalyst for what happens in this. But compared yeah, to exactly. everything else, I was like, no. Nah. Yeah, as you said, they're obviously a key part of 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 the storyline. But I I do take your point that that it does feel to sit down slightly just whenever it is focusing on them. But then, as we said, like ramped up to about a hundred million miles an hour um, at the end whenever whenever the action kicked in again. And yeah, geez, like where to begin with with John Walker at the end? As we said, he is uh, all over the shop. I like I think it's fair to to make the assumption or to speculate that he had previously taken the serum because we had seen that footage of him being in total control of the shield and also um as you had said at the time you know it's like oh you were first in your class for running jumping skipping every you know everything is just incredible all his physical attributes but um it definitely seems to be no he's pocketed secretly pocketed the serum um and whenever he's even thinking whenever the camera lingers on him he's thinking it there are little echoes in the soundtrack of winter soldiers theme not not identical but just a similar kind of as if it's like just a little niggle in the back of his head and then as you said whenever you see him kick the guy through the door bend the metal bar superman style and and everyone like goes you can see sam looking at him you can see the other guy says like oh shit it's like okay we you know uh new cap has leveled up here um but then again lamar echoes what tucci had said you know as you said yeah. you know if you're good you become great if you're not so good you become not so great it makes you more and, you which was yeah exactly yeah. uh and again that's that's just another wee moment which has just been playing out through all the episodes of people being recognized i know we've we've talked about it a little bit and the girl comes up for for captain america's um autograph and lamar's line was funny you know the fact that he probably was sitting at home doodling like a, a little a little logo for yeah. himself so that whenever if he does get asked for his autograph then he can work that into it um which is just a lovely normal little detail um but yeah like as you said this five to ten seconds when he completely loses the plot, which again, you know, like being somewhat empathetic, but he has just seen his best friend 
be killed by the person he has been trying to stop and the person that he is being held back from stopping earlier. Mm. And he's probably thinking, you know, if, if, if Sam hadn't gone to talk to her, I could have had this wrapped up and Lamar would still be alive. Uh, I like that Carly goes full, uh, like Brad Pitt and Snatch, like one, one punch wonder on him, just completely um uh hits him once and then that that's him gone i um, i really like that because every other every other fight ha- has had so like that that heightened realism you know like everyone's perfect to fighting and everything's choreographed to death and uh everyone can take a hit and no one barely anyone like gets a single bruise from every from any fight and then all of a sudden it's like one hit bam it's like oh he's dead oh my god he's he's dead dead he's, he's actually dead. yeah because whenever cap came over to him he was like Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. I didn't know. All right, are they going to do uh, a dying in my arms sequence here? It's like, oh no, he's he, he's actually dead. Because I was wondering, whenever he does collapse against the column in the room, does do you hear? I, I'll have to go back and watch it. Is like, can you hear that his his neck has actually been broken by that one super soldier punch? Um, but then, yeah, he runs outside. He is relentless, no mercy, doesn't care. There are people around, and this is where obviously the title of the episode really comes in to play the uh, the whole world is watching which i'll be honest like i the first time i came across this phrase was for the trailer for trial of the chicago seven and um, whenever that was released um recently on netflix and i was having a look just before uh, we were chatting here that that is the first time that that phrase was kind of used it was that anti-vietnam um protest phrase um and then you just see obviously everyone has gathered around as I thought he was going to like literally put the cap into decapitate it and take your man's head off, but I think he did. We just didn't see. Do you think a head come off? Well, I don't think they could have shown that. Like it's the shield is pretty not sharp, but it's it's got a it's got a definite edge to it, and he he brought it down a fair few times. So I, I'd say I'd say the head's gone. I know your man might make a full recovery. Yeah, it's just a flesh wound. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was well, so that moment in that final shot, Captain America, new Captain America, stands up, mm. and the way they have that the camera angled up, looking at him, and this shield is just slowly revealed. You're like, oh god, and you know what's coming, and then you see the blood like completely covering the bottom part of the shield. I just I thought it was such a brilliant. Yeah. It was a really strong finish to the episode, and um, I like. There's obviously there's a really key callback here to whenever. Steve Rogers was fighting Tony Stark for, you know, in, in terms of protecting Bucky. And there was that moment when Steve was over uh, on top of Iron Man and about to <laughs> bash him repeatedly. Uh, the same kind of camera angles, uh, the same kind of setup, but instead he whacks Tony and his arc reactor and kind of starts to power him down, essentially. So, again, I suppose that just comes back to the whole, like, you know, if you're put in that position, what kind of choices you're going to make? And you're like, okay, well, John Walker's just going to take your head off, essentially, basically. So, um, no, I, I just, I loved the ending of where it's, they're, they're kind of going properly dark with him now. Yeah, like, the that shield reveal was, was the second iconic shield shot in this episode. The other one was when uh, Io kind of kicks it up into her own hand. In the oh, hotel yes. fight, I was like, that's class. She looks great. Yeah, she should be the Captain America. That's great. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, yeah, that final scene. So two things come to mind. One is um, Carly's plan was like, we need to separate Sam and Bucky. They come over here. I'm going to be like, hey, join my team. Distraction, yay. While um, the rest of you go off and kill uh, John Walker, which was not a good plan because it would have made him a martyr. 
um, and then brought even more heat down on the Flag Smashers. So instead, um, they kind of they've set him up to destroy himself, um, which is very similar to to the lot of Batman Returns, where uh, the Penguin and Catwoman are trying to turn the image of Batman against itself, um, which I enjoyed. Uh, but it also it it's also echoes that I don't know if you've been watching the boys on Prime Video. It's on those. I haven't watched it yet, but highly, highly recommended by everyone. But w- without like going too deep into it, like the central hero in that is called Homelander, and he is essentially Captain America plus Superman to the public. But behind closed doors, he's a psychopath with a god complex, and the only the only thing that's keeping him in check is the adoration of the public and wanting to be loved and have fans and people, you know, just want him to be the superhero that he he could be, but like one one wrong note and he's he's super villain. Um, I can see how you can relate to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a real hero of mine. But um the 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 the, the kind of central premise of the boys as well is that the normal people who know what he's really like want to catch him doing a bad thing and then show it to the public and go see he this is what he's been like all along and it's it, it, the boys is two seasons long and nobody's no one's managed to do it yet and fourth episode into the first season and that's exactly what they've managed to do in this one so um yeah it is it is kind of a comic book staple to to get this secretly bad superhero and tarnish their image uh and they did that really well in this one. But the second one, and the thing that I think is going to be very tricky in the next episode, um, because the show has been so uh, central around the, the idea of race and racism, I wonder if they're now going to tackle police brutality for this one. We're catching a, a law enforcement officer on camera, killing someone. And to see if it's it, like not to be too kind of you know blunt about it, but like a George Floyd comparison to like see if the U.S. government will go, no, 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 he was a criminal, so it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like he, like Captain America was just doing his job, and he's back out in the field now to do whatever he wants. So I will be curious to see if Episode Five will have any repercussions, actual repercussions against uh, against John Walker. Yeah, and we know from your conversation with uh, the head writer of the show, Malcolm Spellman, as well, that those real life uh, events uh, that take place in America, on, like on a daily basis, have informed his writing, his writing team as well, and the storyline of the show. So, yeah, as you said, like I mean, that that final scene, he is just surrounded uh, by people with cameras watching. So that, like, that's it. The whole thing has, has been opened wide up now. So there's no hiding anything. So yeah, it will be fascinating to see where they go, um, with that particular storyline. There's one other person we haven't really mentioned. They were obviously so key last week. It's Daniel Brill as Zemo. Again, we've kind of referred to him in, in, in passing, but, um, well, the first thing it would be remiss of us. First of all, um, the most important thing that's happened, in the week since uh, episode three was released is that Marvel <laughs> have also released. Well, I don't know. Do you want to take it away from here? Because I'm too excited to even talk about what this is. <laughs> they kind of, it's as if the, the world was asking for it and, uh, and they've, they've, they've delivered. It's like the world was, was too afraid to even ask for it. And it, we still got it. It's, it's like, 
all our Christmases came at once. But yeah, they released an hour long edit of the Zemo dance in the club, which is um, now I'll be I'll be honest, I've only I've only watched forty minutes of it so far, but it is okay. Come on, Roy, do your job. I know, I'm sorry, but like it is gripping stuff. It is great, but like I'm enjoying everyone now, <clears throat> essentially taking that footage and setting it to whatever music they want to, and inexplicably it matches every single thing Everything. that it's gone up so that's that's just great but yeah like zemo in this one he he it's not like he's less like obviously there is less screen time of him because uh there's so many more characters in, epi- in this episode but he always seems to be just ha- sipping a drink in the background watching everyone else have a fight um and he again like straight up shooting people no words. The same as last episode. He's like, bam, take that, Carly. Um, she so far has survived, but like he was just gonna shoot her in the head. Yeah, and he got distracted think... dancing on glass. <laughs> I know, it's just you know the only way to defeat Zemo is obviously to stick on a, a banger of a tune in the background, dance and he won't off. be able to help himself. Yeah, sorry, just on the dance off. Yeah, if you could watch that last twenty minutes, I presume knowing Marvel that they have hidden some Easter eggs. Probably. I don't know if there. I don't know if there's a post credit scene where he's doing a different <laughs> kind of dancing, but uh, no, that was that was brilliantly played by Marvel because I I don't know if they ever that was probably just a reaction to the reaction of the fans from last week's episode and release the Zemo cut was, was trending. So fair play to them for doing that. Um, and it, cause it's only, uh, it's only like 23, 24 seconds long anyway. And they've looped that for, I, I, you know me, I'm no good at maths, but I presume that's like at least a million loops of him mm. basically dancing the you dance floor. No so if you, right. <laughs> yeah, but if you're into that, uh, that's there for you. But um, yeah, I think that the interesting thing about Zemo is that he's always so focused in what his personal goal is and what his agenda is. And we see him in this, you know, obviously, because he's obviously such a smart man as well. You know, information is power for him. He finds out about the funeral service. He's using that as leverage. He makes no bones about hiding that. Um, But he was also just creepy. <laughs> pardon my friend he's creepy as fuck in this one when he goes over to the, to the kids. kids he's singing baba black sheep he's got the turkeys like Literally, nobody likes turkeys delight for, yeah you're right with that first no like he was like it's delicious it was like uh, but literally approaching children with like he's stranger danger all stranger the way down danger. um yeah when he was like bribing kids for information with with, with candy i was like this is not a good look for anyone um but then, yeah, for the rest of it, he's just like, I'm going to just sip my drink back here. I'm, I'm going to get out of these handcuffs. I'm going to shoot a person. And then I'm going to disappear into the sewer. Yeah, so as they say, the, he's done an El Chapo on it and, and has escaped like in, under the bath or whatever it was he did. But there was um, the other couple of moments with Zemo as well. He gets a shield. He gets the shield to the head, which yeah. I, I don't know how he survived. I mean, we see him lying on the sofa later and he's got like a a cold cloth like over his face which is grand if you got a bit of a migraine but i don't know about getting captain america's shield to your head that you get up from that again but that, that scene did irritate me a, a teeny bit because it was like bonk shield to the head and then it's he's unconscious and john walker standing over him and then a smash cuts to the hotel room yeah and john walker kicking the door in i was like you were just there right okay <laughs> you okay. were just with him what where how did we get here um so there, there was like i was like this there must be a scene missing here where maybe we actually see Walker thinking about taking the uh, the serum or whatever, but then he still gets his ass kicked by the by the female warriors. warriors. So I'd say he if he if he hadn't already had it, 
it was somewhere after that fight. No, it must have been after his conversation with with Lamar, Lamar. where he's like, what yeah. do you think? And Lamar's like, you're great. I'm such a hype man. You won all those medals. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, Afghanistan wasn't great though, was it? He's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. It's fine. Just take the, just take the stuff. Um, the funniest Zemo moment, uh, this one, cause he, the writers are obviously using him for, uh, a fair amount of comic relief. Um, less so this week, but it was the moment whenever Sam and Bucky are slagging him off. Just, you know, just make sure he doesn't do that stupid head tilt thing or <laughs> whatever, which kind of feels like a wee dig at Daniel Brühl as well. <laughs> You know, like in terms of like, uh, Daniel, how are you making this character your own? It's like, well, I was thinking about just tilting the head every so often, Evil. but, um, but no, that, that was, uh, an excellent little moment. Um, I was wondering, they did mention something. I don't know if it's going to play more of a role again. Um, the patch act was mentioned, mm. uh, with the global recreate or re- I can never say the word, the GRC, let's just call them the GRC, the global recreate patriation council um that they were thank you uh that they were going to try and go back to traditional border regulations in order to put uh, a bit of control on the situation and a bit of control on the flag smashers as well but it's like i I was just trying to figure out that i didn't know whether patch act was like uh something that had previously existed because in terms of like the name of an act i mean we've had the sokovian accords and you get why they're called sokovian accords the patch act is like we just call this like the, the temporary solution act or you know yeah. i don't know if this is going to work but what should we call this thing the plaster the plaster act they you you've done a boo-boo we're just going to put this over it yeah no it was uh it did feel pointed like there was a very specific scene around it we were all they're all looking at each other after the bombing from last last week's episode and that's the the reaction to it it does feel like there is still some upper level puppet string pulling going on where it's like if you do that that will cause this and that allows us to do this like it's all reactionary it's all waiting for for something to happen to allow them to react um and that still feels a bit like that but we are now two-thirds of the way through there's only two episodes left even though this one was quite long it was nearly an hour but uh there is like they're running out of time if there's still some like overarching like if they still if the power broker isn't Sharon or Zemo or whoever and they're still in charge like you can't move it yeah another interesting thing about us being four episodes into the show um Bucky's immediate reaction still whenever somebody called Sam his partner the two of them are still not quite there as the Falcon and the mm. Winter Soldier as 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 bodies 100% he just he jumps in straight away he's not my partner um <laughs> And a, a couple of key moments. Uh, sorry, just key, just off the back of that as well. There's a hard. I, I we we actually discussed this between episode three and four as as friends ourselves off the off the internet. We discussed. We the, so nice of you to say. We discussed the hard uh, shipping of. Uh, oh yes, of, of Bucky online, and because there was some, there was one particular. I think it was the, was the very first episode where he's on the day. And, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the girl's like, "What do you think of online dating?" And he says, "Oh, I don't understand. There's all these pictures of, of people with tigers." Um, and then someone did a deep dive on on this and, and discovered that like over ninety five percent of people who have their photos taken with tigers are men. So they're like, "Bucky's bisexual." We knew it. Yeah, he's with Steve all along. And I was like, "Well, no, like come back a bit." So I think, um, yeah, like that is that is, there's a hard shipping online there. Like I'd say. They did. They did pull back after their rough and tumble 
literal tumble in the second episode, but uh, in the it, meadow, it, it does. It does feel every time it's like your partner just like Meh. we know <laughs> we know what you're doing, writers. Bucky is the new Tiger King, essentially. Oh, white Tiger King. White there we go. King. That's, ah. the, <laughs> that's the one. He does say in this episode, he twists Zemo's words that Zemo used on him. You were a means to an end. And he says, the reason I'm using Zemo is because he's a means to an end. And that phrase pops up a couple of times again for people like obviously justifying uh, their own actions. But then Zemo also has a really key line. And again, the the director of the episode makes no uh, secret of like whenever she does like a lingering shot of uh sam and his reaction to it whenever he's like there's never been another steve rogers has there and it's like sam and you can say oh my god sam feels so guilty he doesn't know what to do um but yeah just a couple other quotes i i did before before we finish up i did have a couple of key questions or a couple of quick questions if that's okay well i'll see if i have any key answers so oh, well no it's just do we think from watching that episode that that vial was the final vial that John Walker got his hands on because we do see Zemo stamp on the rest. Yeah. We do know they had a limited number. According yeah. to Nagel, I only made 20. Yeah. Um, and, and it does appear like that they've done it, but I'm just wondering, yeah, okay, is that the last of the last or do we still feel that Sam potentially might get some or, or I don't know, or do you think, you know, that that's pretty much it wrapped up now for the serum? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like they just, it it just seemed weird that if 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 uh, Walker did take it in this episode, that they wouldn't show him taking it. That seems like a like it would have been a pretty key scene to be like, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm gonna be I'm fully the new Captain America now. Um, so I am, I am curious if he if he has actually used it at all. Um, but if he has or hasn't, I do think that was that was it. That was the last one. Although they could just yeah. go back to to um. Eli was it or uh, Elias maybe from the 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 kind of the secret black Captain America because that's oh, what Elijah. they did last Elijah yeah, and just like retap his blood again and find some yeah. other evil genius to make the formula like it's it'll it'll be some it'll be work but someone someone will do it someone someone There's enough will evil be able scientists to... in the Marvel universe to crack the code I'm sure of it exactly uh i wonder do they have their own rehab as well like the assassin rehab that's mm. set up in wakanda um so in terms of the end of the episode zemo is on the on he's missing yes. he's gone he did he does escape carly is on the run because she watched captain america kill one of her friends in that square yep. uh with the shield and then she she disappears um the Dora, don't come back. That was the other thing. Whenever they kept mentioning Dora, I don't know if you're a big fan of Dora the Explorer, Rory, but whenever they're like talking about the Dora, like the Dora are going to get you. I was like, when did Dora the Explorer turn evil? But um, she was obviously. They evil. don't. <laughs> she kind of is. Uh, they don't return uh, in the episode. Obviously, they decide to let um, Walker go, they decide to let him, you know, and then uh, so they'll obviously be returning at some point in the next episodes. Um, Sharon has taken a back seat. As we said, there was less mm-hmm. of her in this, but we'll see where that goes. And then New Cap is a murderer now, um, a very public murder. So those were um I was those were the main kind of points at the end. I was thinking, I was trying to see where else he could potentially go. But after the final shot um that we talked about with the shield, uh, I was keeping an eye on the end credits. And what's really interesting, it's not just again, and this is the kind of effort 
that I think fans really appreciate as well. It's not just like, bang, here's the theme tune and we're done. And it's the same as all the other weeks. It was, sad. It was like they did a they did away. Yeah. And they did away with the theme tune. Uh and it was kind of a much more somber mm. uh version of it. Uh so it's just just to match the tone. So again, just lovely little detailed work there as well from from Marvel. So um and it leaves you kind of empty as <laughs> you watch the mm. end credits. Yeah, but um, so yeah, episode five and six to go. They're gonna have to, would you say, like storytelling wise, really ramp up uh, everything that they've been hinting towards uh, in the last two episodes, especially. Do you think for for episode five now? Yeah, I'd say five will 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 wrap up. We'll have to wrap up the flag smashes, and then six will will focus on Walker. Um, but also in there, we also have to sort out Zemo. The power broker, like there's still a lot to do. There's still at least four plates spinning and two episodes to go, and so it is. <laughs> They've got their work cut out for them. Um, and it it did feel even over four episodes into a six episode season, we're still setting stuff up in this episode. Um, which literally, you know, pay, like hopefully the payoff arrives. I did. I I do agree that like. After last week's episode, I was like, "Oh, this is this is getting it's building momentum the same way Wandavision did," and it kicked off great, and it was a great bit in the middle, and it was a great ending, but there were some dips in interest again every single time the goddamn flag smashers arrived. You just hate like, those guys so like, much. You're so dull. Oh my god, I'm not here <laughs> for this. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the fa- well, hopefully episode five, maybe they'll just kill them all in the first scene of the next episode. I'm like, yay, we don't have to deal you with this You would anymore. be <laughs> delighted with that. Um, you were saying that uh, everybody has their work cut out for them coming into the last two episodes. I know you do too. I presume you're off to watch the last 20 minutes of the Zemo dancing video. I think I might start it again from, from the start, just, just to you know build like in case there was some some plot <laughs> some, some tiny plot detail yeah, yeah yeah that that you missed yeah plot points exactly um well listen the best of luck at that and uh i suppose in the words of io rory mm. you're free oh you're free because like you're free to go i think that's i think we pretty much covered everything have we well, more than i thought we would so uh yeah yeah there wasn't a lot of theorizing in this one just a lot of plot stuff so yeah Lots of lots of setups, hopefully for some future answers. Well, listen, I'm going to see. I know a guy who knows a guy. I'm going to see if mm-hmm. I can get my hands on some super serum for you. Great. So I'll keep you keep you posted on that. It's so not uh, be super serum. Whatever's going, <laughs> just whatever's going. No matter. I'll double dose it. Um, thank you to Rory. Thank you to Column on Sound. And uh, as ever, thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, to TBR Spotlight and thank you to all our new listeners over the past few weeks as well to everybody who's joining us um, for these breakdowns please do subscribe to the show and you'll get each new episode uh, straight into your feed as well as lots of other excellent uh, interviews with lots of people who are really talented like talented actors talented writers talented directors um, of all the brand new TV and film releases that are coming out at the moment but this this is all just about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier so um, we'll see for episode 5 next week see ya bye